afternoon. Welcome to another Sunday's programming of Wellness Half Hour. We are your co-surgeoners on this health pathway. We hear weekly of so many people dropping off the pathway, gone too soon. We have several people engaging the unhealthy, the unhealthy calls to the doctor in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s. And as we head, head into the end of the year with all the upcoming festivities around Christmas, end of year parties, corporate events, all doing their best to stick to the COVID protocols. We know that our diets are going to take a hit. And so we'll have our expert nutritionist on with us as we talk about this month on diabetes. We touched on cancer a bit last month because there was several awareness programs, several walks to bring awareness to the arena of cancer. Well, let's start as we usually do. Wellness half hour, we look at our health from a perspective that gives reverence to the source of our being. That is wellness. And so we say our starting point is wellness. That's how we are born. That's how our creator has created us. And when illness shows up, let's pause for a moment and ask ourselves, what have we done to drift away, to step off, step, step, step off our usual pathway of wellness? And so we impart about five pillars. There's five pillars to your wellness. Spirituality, mindset, nutrition, lifestyle, and environment. Nutrition is a huge part, especially in our milieu here in Nigeria. We're drifting away from our natural earthly nutrition to a highly processed, highly chemicalized nutrition that is undermining our health. We celebrate and we, well, let's, let's keep it simple. This body is designed which signals keep us healthy, keep us well. And it gives us little, little bites and bullets and teasers that, hey, something is going off track. Listen, listen. Go range from just the weight to the stomach, going to the bathroom a bit more than usual. Hmm, yes. Could be just feeling thirsty. The mouth is getting dry. The eyes are getting dry. The skin is drier than usual. All these little signals. all these little signals that something is going on. It's simply for us to take note, listen, and work in alignment with this perfect system called the human body. Yes, it's designed as a perfect system. Many of you are on Zoom with us in the evening talking about this whole COVID the virus, the vaccine, and the mandates. For those who want to join us on there, we'll mention the number at the end of the radio of this program so you can join us on Zoom every weekday from 6 to 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. But this month, we want to talk a bit about some of our chronic ailments, in particular, this one called diabetes. What is your understanding of diabetes? What's the health and, and perspective? What's a wellness perspective? In wellness, we will always talk about these chronic diseases are reversible. If you look at it from the five pillar perspective, 
many of our ailments, including diabetes, can be reversed. So, as we wait for our expert nutritionist to join us, let's tackle diabetes from a childhood perspective. Many of us are born with healthy metabolic function. We control our blood sugars, we don't have too much, what they call it, going to the bathroom too much. All those symptoms, the major one being just go visit in the bathroom a lot more than usual. Whether it's to urinate three, five, ten times during the night, or in the daytime going to pee much more often than usual. Some of us recognize that thirst, and we're drinking a lot more than usual. Of course, we impart that drinking water throughout the day. Spreading it throughout the day is actually very, very beneficial. And at some point, you get worried and you go to the doctor. He tests your blood sugar. He says, hmm, it's out of range. And your heart drops, my gosh. Doctor, what is going on? And then we drop that bombshell, that eight-letter word, D-I-A-B-E-T-E-S. You have diabetes. Or we say, okay, let's run a few more tests. Do a test beyond the fasting blood sugar, then do a glucose tolerance test, a GTT, do a hemoglobin A1C, HbA1C, check your sugar for the last several months. And if you're a fortunate one, your kidney is fine, your liver is fine, all organ systems are fine, it's only the blood sugar that is showing elevation. The doctor has picked you up early. The doctor may now refer you to an endocrinologist, a doctor who is an expert in hormonal problems, including diabetes. And he may do additional tests, looking at insulin, vitamin D, vitamin B12, just a bunch of other tests, even a C-peptide test, more advanced level testing, to help understand, okay, you're diabetic, type 1, type 2, if you're type 2, are you type 2 because you have insulin resistance or you're not producing? We're not making enough insulin. Okay. While well, we await our expecting nutrition to give us a call. Yes, your lifestyle. But at the end of it all, Dr. says, okay, we have one of three choices. Either we'll pursue the lifestyle approach vigorously, I'll give you three months to get this under control with the lifestyle and nutrition, or right now it's a bit too high, we need to step up and do something more aggressive. 
and put you on medications to start your control of the blood sugar. And there's different medications, the ones that stimulate the liver, or those that stimulate the cells, or the receptors. The doctor will choose based on their findings which are more ideal for you. And in some cases, doctor may have to start you right away on insulin. Yes, that hormone injection. Hopefully in the first category, if you're in either of the categories, get on board with your nutrition. Understand, begin to understand what we've been doing to the body that has allowed this, this, this regulation. Let me bring on our expert nutritionist to help us navigate the waters of nutrition and diabetes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Doctor. How are you? Delighted to have you, Miss Cherise. Thank you. you. Most of you know about our, our excellence nutritionist who joins us quite often to explore our health from so many perspectives. And one of the big ones she's been talking about quite a bit on Instagram and on Zoom is the gut health and how that ties in with so many of our health ailments, including even diabetes. I know she's had a lot of clients, very young ones, coming in with this ailment. Greetings, Cherise. Delighted to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> so today we're speaking on diabetes. And, Doctor, I just want to bring to your attention about not only is it National Diabetic Month, November, the month of November, but also, there are quite a few people who don't believe that they have diabetes. Even if they're pre-diabetic, they need to watch out for certain symptoms. The earlier that you tackle these symptoms and address it, is the faster that you're able to take yourself out of that diabetic zone. So if you may permit me to just speak on some of the symptoms, so that if people have one or two of these things, they watch and go and get themselves checked. It's a quick check. Okay, so some of the symptoms of diabetes include being thirsty all the time, having a dry mouth, feeling fatigued or tired, losing weight without trying. For some, slow healing sores so you may have cut yourself and it's taking a long time to heal frequent infections including UTIs urinary tract infection for some people they have tingling on in the hands in the feet dry itchy skin patches of darkness on parts of their skin so these are just some of the symptoms that we see with people with high blood sugar. And so at some point we thought it was just people who are over age 40, age 50, but now we're seeing it in younger and younger people. So we've seen teenagers come in with high blood sugar levels. And when we take a look at their diet, that's an, uh, something that's quite alarming. And you, once we look at the diet, you can see the correlation between the diet and why this is suddenly showing up. 
Now, Nigeria has the highest incidence of diabetes in sub-Saharan Africa, and many people are unaware that they even have it. We have the highest incidence in sub-Saharan Africa, and many are unaware. In spite of all the problems that our colleagues do, the hospitals do, the clinic clinics do, our companies do also, the screenings for blood sugar, random screenings, planned screenings, people are still unaware. The radio jingles, wow. Yeah, I think many times people just don't want to know, number one, they don't believe that they have it, and also, especially the young people, they don't think that that's something um, that they can get. So they ignore the signs, they ignore the symptoms, and they may not go and get checked, even if it's uh, screening at work. You know, that group of people called young people who think they can't get anything, think they're invincible. What, that, maybe you have a psychologist look into their head on what we need to do to get them paying more attention earlier, because they're the ones showing up with these ailments nowadays. Yeah. Just the other day, we had a 13-year-old whose blood sugar was quite high. And the reason they brought him to the nutritionist um, is because the, their pediatrician said, listen, blood sugar is a bit high. Let's take a look at your diet. You're waking up too many times at night to go and pee. And then also, the mom saw ants in the bathroom. And that's what made her take her son to the doctor. And the ants was following that urine. Sweet urine. Yeah. Okay. So, what are we doing, or what are parents doing or not doing that is causing our 13-year-olds and our young folks to step into this zone of high blood sugar at such an early age? Yes, that, that is a very good question. Um, very important that as parents we look inward what are the things that we're buying um we we are giving in to our children's requests every request that they put out there whether it's for soft drinks whether it's for the fast food and we're buying them a bit too frequently i i would suggest that we have maybe one day in the month that is a treat day for children so one, it's not that you're totally totally eliminating these foods, but you're giving them as a treat, not an every other day um, routine or every week. Just give them as a treat once in a while. And so if children are, in, both children and adults, because you find that the parents are also eating the same thing. Um, this particular 13-year-old was drinking lots of soft drinks. So instead of drinking water, he had soft drinks in his room. He was feeling tired all the time, and I think that's what was having him just reach for those soft drinks each time in order to bring his energy level up. And you're emphasizing that the parents made these drinks readily available. Yes. Yes. So parents... So the parents. So these drinks are in the house for guests who come over, if the children want it. I mean, the parents are just not seeing the connection that too much of it can cause problems. 
So this show is very important for parents to, to understand the role they play in the either assisting our children to stay healthy from an early age into their older age or setting the foundation for them to fall across into things like diabetes, high blood pressure and other, Ill, other ailments. All right, so soft drinks, what else did, did you notice with this 13-year-old or with other young folks who are coming in as to factors, sorry, factors at home nutritionally? Other factors that contributed nutritionally included a lot of white processed foods. And white processed foods, in the example of bread, so this young, young 13-year-old was having bread um, in the morning. He was having bread at night. Um, he was also having rice in the afternoon. His mom said he didn't eat soup. And she didn't force him. He didn't like it. So every day would be rice. And she would make the rice in different forms. However, it was the same white rice. And he did not like vegetables. So rice all the time. He had bread. Um, he had shawamas. So where does the nutrition come in? No vegetables. Mm. Didn't like, yes. There are quite a few things he didn't eat. So if you are constantly bombarding the body with white processed food, sugary food, this will eventually cause havoc to the system. Wow. So white flour, of course, the white sugar. All right. If a parent has failed to introduce the vegetables, those high fiber foods, and the child or the parents just loves their rice, what can they do regarding the rice? And then what can they do to help gradually introduce these high fiber natural vegetable foods into the child's meal? Well, for this particular child and for quite a few other teenagers whose parents um, we had discussion with, it was important to reorient the family to food is your fuel food energizes the body and when we talk about food we're talking about whole foods whole foods plant-based this meaning non-processed foods so things such as your yam your potato your sweet potato your plantain, incorporating these at the different times during the day and just giving those processed foods like the bread, the biscuits, the rice, giving them a break because truly they've overdone on those foods. And once the family is reoriented into the whole food plant-based food, uh, they actually see a difference in their energy level. Um, they see a difference in their memory. Uh, they also see a difference in their metabolism. They're no longer sluggish. They, overall, they feel much better. And so within maybe about three weeks, um, the parents are able to be creative. The children are more involved. They're being creative, making certain dishes on their own, and being responsible for their health. 
Because as parents, it's not something that we want to hear that we are the cause of our children's sickness, whether it's diabetes or anything else. No parent really wants to be taking their children to the doctor and being the cause of that ailment. Listening to you, I'm hearing that this could be an awesome opportunity for the family to come together, learn together, not just about Food and nutrition, the preparation, the ethics, and even begin to change the mindset of the children participating in the kitchen, helping in cooking, helping in, in the groceries, helping in selection. The family becomes a learning home, a home of wellness. Children are more involved now in those decisions. And the earlier we tune them in the right alignment, the better for not, the, not just themselves, but eventually their own spouses and their own children. So you now turn this ailment with one child into a generational training preparation program. Absolutely. And let me also add, Doctor, that for this particular family, they also started working out together. So it was no longer um, each person in the family doing their own thing, but everyone looking out for each other, um, doing physical activity as a family, they all started to feel better as a family. Wow. Wellness at its ultimate arena in the family. Everyone coming together to not just prepare the healthy meals, but also to, access, to do fitness activities together regularly, yeah. which brings in discipline. It brings in proper timing and room for further discussion. And fosters togetherness. Uh, the mom also shared with me that when she took the rest of the children with her, along with her son, to the supermarket, all the children were involved in reading the labels. She said, in fact, by the time they were leaving the supermarket, they didn't really leave with as many items as they used to. They used to have a full basket of items leaving. Now she said they were only like three or four items into the basket. Because after reading the labels, the children themselves put things back on the shelf. You teach the children to become sound decision makers. They use yeah. their skills. The schools they've paid so much in for within their educational system or curriculum. Schools to learn. Now they are reading labels. They're reading those long chemical names, you know, sodium metabiphosphate, you know, F F K D. Um, RD this and RD that, they're reading, wow. And they see nice labels on there, such as um, coconut oil or avocado. So they're reading the labels. That makes the grocery experience even more fun. You see, folks, write down the word wellness. W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. -S. Write it down. Wellness is the totality. It's the entire family. It's everyone. And the first two letters in the word wellness is are W and E. It's we. We the community. We the family. And this is a perfect example. The element of one child has transformed the entire family. All the children. Which means you're unlikely to pay additional hospital bills with the other children who may have that, who may be heading towards diabetes. You're unlikely to pay additional bills. Well, the parents were probably having some other health issues because now, just by improving your culinary, your feeding experience, the choices of making the grocery store, you're putting the body back 
everybody, all the children, everyone back into the, that field of wellness. This is truly what family is about. Yeah. The children, in a gradual way, trust the parents again. They bond with the parents. I'm sure now going to the grocery store, going to the, well, that's the gym or whatever fitness center they go to, they see their parents in, in a different light. Dad in his, you know, workout clothes, dad, dad sweating, and mom on the treadmill, they, wow. Yeah. Truly family. Powerful, yeah. All right, let's, we'll open the lines. We've got a few questions. 0700 923 If you're sending the WhatsApp or Telegram, that number is 0817. Three one three six one nine three. As you were talking about processed food, my mind will keep going back to the breakfast foods that are highly processed. Share with us some guidance on breakfast foods. Yes, doctor. Many of the breakfast cereals that we are eating are highly processed. So something as simple as your oats your oatmeal when you go to the store to buy oats you really want to buy the old-fashioned oats the one that takes a bit longer to cook the one that we see on the market now is the quick cooking oats and that's highly refined and the more refined that a food is is the less nutri nutrients it has the less nutrient it has and that's why we're buying food. That's why we're feeding the children, so they can get nutrients out of the food. And so those quick 30-second, one-minute um, you know, breakfast products, you're saying, are not fitting the bill in terms of giving the children the maximal nutrition. At all. And then you have the cereals that have many additives, preservatives, colors, sugars. These are also robbing the children of their own nutrition so in order for these cereals to digest they need certain nutrients to digest and the only way to get those nutrients if it's not in the food itself is to take it from your own body hmm. so that's but doctor let me give you an example there was a school that we did a, did a health talk for and the principal um, did admit that there was a period of time that all of the JS2 boarders, all of those JS2 children, um, maybe about 60 to 70% of them started having eye issues. They had to go and get glasses. And so that's one of the things that alerted us that it could have been from the foods that they're taking in. You want your foods to be a storehouse of quality nutrients that the body will benefit from. And we're hearing some of our foods can do quite the opposite. Yeah. Because they're highly processed, they're lacking the nutrients. Vitamins such as vitamin A, your B vitamins. Your B vitamins, your thiamine. Yeah. Now we're worried again 
Well, maybe we'll talk about this at a future date. Series that are fortified, where a post-processing these nutrients are added back in. Are they really beneficial? Are there issues one should be aware of regarding fortified foods? All right, we have about a minute to go on the program. Just give us some summary guidance for parents in this month, Diabetic Awareness Month, and making sure that all our children stay far away from this diagnosis. Okay, so just to recap some action points. One is parents, don't feed your children with the same foods every day. If you know that your children like rice or bread or other processed foods, let's put that on a schedule. It's important that you see a nutritionist so that they can help make a meal plan for you that will benefit the entire family, including the children. Um, there are many whole foods that can be prepared in a nutritious way, many nutrient-dense foods. Uh, and so it's important to get the children involved in this process. So whether it's with making smoothies, making pancakes from certain um, ingredients, such as banana, these will also help with different items on the meal plan. Exercising as a family, going to the grocery store as a family, having the children be your investigators. You can label them investigators. And, and children like to role play. So having the children involved as much as possible. And then most of all, having the children see you set the example. If you are saying eat your vegetables, um, make sure that you, the parent, you're sitting down with your children and also having vegetables with them, eating dinner with them, having breakfast with them. Take your time. It's important that you're intentional, that you're mindful, and that each person is taking responsibility for their health. Sharice, thank you. Thank you very much. Big takeaway, get the children involved in all aspects. The fitness aspect and the nutrition aspect of nutrition. This has been Wellness Half Hour. Thank you all very much for sharing with us. And we'll join you some more next week as we talk about diabetes. Have a blessed week and take all the advice. Please put it to practice. Stay tuned for Saying It With Music with Uncle Sonny Irabo. Have a blessed week. Inspirational. Nigeria's number one family radio station.